Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Take a Break with Caroline and Lennis. If you like the content that we are sharing here, please make sure to subscribe, follow, and just give it a like. We love to get feedback from you and definitely want to spread the word for women in STEM. Just as a quick introduction, my name is Lennis. I'm a wellness engineer, and I help women in STEM let go of the stress and chaos of their day-to-day life so they can have more impact, fulfillment, and joy. Caroline, tell us a little bit more about you. I'm Caroline Nelson. I'm the energy engineer, and I help individuals and organizations implement stress management and burnout prevention strategies. I'm all about building the toolkit. My background is as a maintenance manager, so I love to make tool references all the time. Uh, And I think it's so important for us to have a vast toolkit because in our seasons of life, those tools might shift and change, right? And to have a wide variety of tools at our disposal for managing stress and burning, uh, preventing burnout, Mm -hmm. then we can feel as though we have options and that we can stay on top of the way that we're feeling. And so I'm all about that toolkit. (laughs) Yes, it's really important. And I love, I love really, like you mentioned, having that variety of tools that are going to help us navigate through the different life stages because our life is constantly evolving and changing. Um, today, we have a really exciting topic. We are talking about the impact of stress and your nervous system. What the heck is happening to us, right? It's like we love to understand the science behind it. And that's one topic that we are both very excited to share with you because it wasn't until we understood what was physically, chemically, you know, happening in our bodies that we were able to then figure out, as Caroline mentioned, what tools do we need to help us manage stress, to help us prevent burnout. So, you know, the nervous system is an incredible, incredible system that we have inside of us. Absolutely. I often think back, I studied biomedical engineering in college. And so as a result, I took human physiology courses and I learned about the nervous system in college. And yet still, after I experienced burnout and I was understanding the impacts and the role of stress in what had happened to me, it felt like I was learning it for the first time because I didn't truly understand some of the key ways that the nervous system operated and the real world application of that, right? Like sometimes when we sit in a, in a classroom and we hear information, uh, it can just feel so textbook that we're not thinking about the real world application of that. And Mind you, in college, I was definitely burned out. Like I was (laughs) nervous system on just totally overworked, overwhelmed. Uh, And so that was definitely a period of burnout. So the irony of sitting in a class and learning about stress and not actually understanding it and then applying uh, some intervention tools at that point, um, I always just have to kind of shake my head at now. Yeah, I feel it, that happens because number one, we're so focused on data and the grades and just like getting through the material that we're not fully learning how to apply it in real life. That's that's one thing that happens, right? We're pretty young and still have uh, some naiveness around life. The other thing is that um, the, the nervous system, I, I think 
a lot of people talk about it as something foreign, like something that's out there, even though it is inside of us. And it, it isn't until we lean into the curiosity to think, wait a minute, this is something that lives inside of me. What is really happening inside of me versus the textbook or the stories or maybe, you know, the uh, banners that they have with the different parts of it that you're looking at it out there. It really is inside of you. So mm-hmm. thinking about that, I think it's important to understand that your nervous system has two parts, right? The We're going to get a little bit technical here, but the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system, right? The sympathetic nervous system is the one that's keeping you alive when there's a threat. It's the fight, flight, freeze um, activation of your entire body, and it impacts a lot of different systems. The other part, which is the parasympathetic, and the only way that I was able to learn the two, the difference between the two was like, it's the parachute. It's the one that mm-hmm. opens up. The para- parasympathetic is the parachute that's going to keep you and help you land safe. It keeps you safe. And this is your, our normal human state. It's meant to be in this parasympathetic activated nervous system into the rest and digest. And modern society takes us completely away from that, (laughs) unless we're aware of it. So one of the important things to note about the nervous system, and something that I wasn't truly aware of, is that it acts in a very binary fashion, meaning that only one branch can be activated at a time. So by nature of that, when you're stressed out, your body can't rest and digest Ideally, there there would be limited digestive activity happening, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about this more in a future episode, but by nature of the nervous system, you can't repair, restore, recover, relax, digest while you're in a state of stress. It's not possible. We had not figured out how to hack that nervous system in such a way to where both branches can be activated at the same time. So if you are existing throughout your day in a state of constant stress and you're not allowing your your nervous system to get into that parasympathetic branch that uh, I just call them the P branch and the S branch, but the P branch where uh, where you do relax, right, then then that can cause a myriad of issues uh, in terms of our overall general well-being. Oh, I love that you call it the P branch and the S branch because now I'm thinking to myself, another way to remember it is the P branch is the pause and the yeah. S branch is the stressed out. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's a, another analogy for my brain to uh, to remember the two or help you differentiate between the two. And that's such a good point that we have not hacked this system. We're not computers. We, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It's nature created us in this ways for a specific reason. We are pushing our limits for sure. And just being aware of what's going on, it's so important. So you mentioned that the stress response is crucial for keeping us alive. And a lot of times people ask me the question of like, so should I just try to never be stressed out? Should that be the end goal is to solely exist in that parasympathetic state? or that P state, right? That pause state. And the answer is no. Stress is 
good for us. Not only does it keep us alive, but studies show that acute stressors, so stress under two hours from start to finish of the, the stress event, that acute stress actually leads to neuron growth. So neurons are the little um, activation pathways of your nervous system that carry communication throughout. Your nervous system is actually the largest system uh, in your body. It is, you know, I, I don't know the total uh, surface area of it, but it is vast. It's bigger than your digestive system. Uh, and your nervous system is responsible for carrying these fast moving messages, right? And not only the things that you're acutely aware of that are happening in your body, but all of those other messages, right? It's telling your diaphragm to expand and your lungs to expand in order for, for you to breathe. It's uh, instructing your digestive muscles to contract, right? And, and digest your food properly. It's telling my hands to raise right now, right? Our, our nervous system, our neurons, all of those uh, functions are critical. And so those stressors enable the growth growth of new neurons, which then enables that system to continue to function properly. So there is inherent value in experiencing short-term stressors. So again, these acute stressors are those that occur in under two hours. So one example uh, is like high intensity interval training. That's an acute stressor, right? That you go to a workout class for 45 minutes or an hour and you're, you're working really hard, your heart rate is elevated, there's cortisol and adrenaline pumping through your body, and then the class ends and you move on with your day. That's a great example of stress. Yeah. So pay attention how your day is going, how long does your stress event last, and just be very, very mindful of understanding what is really going on with you, within you, in your body, um, as you observe how stress is impacting you overall. So I think this is a great place to stop because in the upcoming episodes, we're really going to dive into how the nervous system impacts all those different areas uh, from hormones, from our digestive system, productivity, etc. So um, we're just going to jump into the tip or habit of the week that we want to share with you. And Caroline, if you want to get us started with that. Yes, uh, my habit of the week for you all is to get outside in the morning part of your day as close to waking as possible. So I'm wearing my fresh air t-shirt today, the, the nerdy version uh, with all of the, well, the, the top four elements that you find in fresh air. Um, but the importance of getting outside in the morning, and now that the weather is starting to really become warmer across much of the country, uh, you might find it a little bit easier to get outside in the morning. But the angle of the sun in that early part of the day is such that when your eyes see that sun, it's going to initiate the early cortisol pulse. So that early cortisol pulse is what initiates the circadian rhythm and the later onset of melatonin when it's bedtime. In fact, depression has been linked to a late cortisol pulse. So that means that by nature, our brains need to experience sunlight uh, they need to experience even overcast light in the early parts of the day. So if it's as simple as, you know, taking parking at the back of the parking lot at work and, and 
taking a longer walk into the office or setting aside some time just to sit outside and enjoy your cup of tea, uh, that that can help with that nervous system response in initiating the circadian rhythm. Yeah, and I was going to say, it's it's all about working with your circadian rhythm, which we all have that 24-hour clock and making the best out of these micro habits that you can create. Uh, for me, it's something that I heard recently, which is the uh, high-fiving yourself in the mirror. So first thing in the morning, you know, when you wake up, maybe when you're brushing your teeth, we are so constantly in our minds and going through so many thoughts, if you actually take an action in your body of high-fiving yourself in the mirror, you are forced to stop and pay attention, right? It's It just brings you back to the present moment immediately. And then if you can high-five yourself and tell yourself, hey, I'm okay today, just to kick off your day. And I love that we're both working with morning routines. Yeah. That's really going to help you with your nervous system, with your stress reduction. And it doesn't have to be complicated, right? How hard can it be to park a few spots further away to walk to the entrance of your building or to just brush your teeth and all of a sudden you high-five yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm brushing my teeth. Celebrate the micro things that we do for ourselves every day. I think it's so important. Absolutely. Well, we'd love to hear how these habits have been helping you. So if you've implemented any of the habits, whether they be today's habits or any habit of a past episode, and you've started to notice some of the benefit of those habits, drop a comment, let us know. We love to hear that sort of feedback and just to see the small micro shifts that you're making in your overall experience of stress and well-being. We're going to be back next week diving further into this conversation. So make sure that if you haven't already, that you've liked, subscribed, followed, so that you can be the first to get the, these episodes. We'll see. Yes. I'm excited to continue to grow this community. It's been incredible. Thank you so much for being here. We will see you in the next episode.